Hey, I'm Elizabeth Nakano, your new temporary producer, while our regular producer, Jackie, is on maternity leave because, good news, she had our baby. We have pictures of her new family at our Instagram page at Longest Shortest Time. So just a quick heads up, today's show involves some adult language and themes. You'll like it. When Jessica was 17, she decided to take her paycheck from Coldstone Creamery and spend it on taking the GED. She didn't want to go to high school anymore. She wanted to party all night and scoop ice cream all day. I've legit worked at every single ice cream shop, like, in the San Fernando Valley. And I've quit every single one very dramatically. <laughs> I worked at Cold Stone. My first job was at Bare Naked Yogurt. And then after Bare Naked Yogurt, I went to Hog and Doss and Nestle Toll House. Like, it was just back-to-back ice cream shops. Back then, her biggest gripe was what kind of candy people wanted mixed into their ice cream. When you order Snickers at Cold Stones, it's like the ultimate form of disrespect. It's the hardest candy. All of that candy is so frozen. She even tried to leave ice cream at some point, but couldn't. I didn't get hired at Subway because they told me I didn't have enough sandwich making experience. I was sitting in that interview, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, is this real? The last thing on her mind was getting pregnant and having a baby. So when she did, she wondered if the people in her life would catch on to her new priorities. She imagined them hearing the news and thinking, she's having a baby? One of my friends legit asked me, like, so have you been drinking? I was like, no! I'm like, damn, I'm that bad. Someone asked me if I was going to have strippers at my baby shower. I was like, there's not going to be strippers at my baby shower. Like, no. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Andrea Salenzi. Jessica Rose Schrode is that fun, a little freaky friend of yours who no one necessarily thought would make a baby. They didn't even trust her to make sandwiches. So when she became a mom, she wasn't about to change everything about herself. She put energy into trying to change how other people think of moms. Because duh, moms are fun. Her ministry for this important new message was through viral videos, her own rap parodies that have been shared by celebrities and music blogs. Last week, we talked with Deval and Kadeen Ellis about becoming couple goals. Today, Jessica's going to tell us a similar story, only this time it's more single mom realness. Jessica Schrode's life changed on the night of her 22nd birthday. While she's telling me about it, she picks up her phone, opens a photo, and slides it across the table. This is a picture of me on the night that I got pregnant because I was at my best friend's house, and after I left this club, that's me in the middle. (laughs) In the photo, Jessica's at the club. She's on her knees wearing a black lace front shirt. The room is full of smoke. Her mouth is open, screaming along to whatever the DJ's playing. That night... She wanted company. I literally called my baby daddy, my, my now baby daddy, and I was like, I miss you. Da, 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 da. This is someone she'd been dating for a while. They worked together at her new not-ice-cream job at a senior care center, where she focused on providing care to Alzheimer's and dementia patients. It was emotionally draining work, and they'd hang out after hours to process their days. But every time they got close to getting serious, he'd back out. Every time Jessica met someone new... He wanted her back. But that night on her birthday, Jessica invited him over to her best friend's house. 
he comes over and hangs out with me and we have sex in her bed. She was like, she's always, always says, it's so funny because when I came home, I was like, wow, she really cleaned my house. She changed the sheets and everything. She put the pillows on. I was like, we are a baby's godmom now because I'm pregnant, so. Because if you make a baby in your friend's bed, you better make her godmom. But yeah, that's how I ended up getting pregnant. A lot of Hennessy. I try to stay away from Hennessy now. A few weeks later, Jessica was back at work, annoyed by how much she just spent on a pregnancy test. I hadn't been put on to, like, the dollar store test being, like, the same as the $20 uh, clear blue test. But I knew that I was pregnant right away because I was, like, walking and just, like, the way that my breast felt. I was like, I was like, what's happening right now? She ducked into a private bathroom of one of the residents at the senior center. And I, like, peed on the stick, and I was like, oh, my God. And I just kept peeing. on. I just kept trying. I did, like, three back-to-back, and I was like, I'm pregnant. The first person she called was not the baby daddy, as she called him, but her best friend, whose bed she recently borrowed. And I was like, dude, I'm pregnant. She was like, oh, my God. She's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. What should I do? She was like, I'm going to support you, whatever you want to do, but, like, it's going to be really fucking hard. And I was like, oh. I was like, but I think I can do it. Why did you think you could do it? <sighs> I don't know. Like, my shit was not together. Like, I didn't have a car. I don't know how to explain it. It was like, it went from fear to excitement. And, like, once that switched, it never went back. I wasn't scared anymore. Jessica was down to do this on her own, especially after she found out baby daddy had a secret fiancé. I think I realized pretty quickly, I was like, I'm going to have to hold this baby down. Baby daddy was thrilled she was pregnant. This was going to be his first kid. He was excited, but I could tell it was much more of a manly, like, yes, my seed. Jessica was fine having him involved, but on her terms, especially because now that she was pregnant— she was starting to see him differently. Little things would come up that never came up before. Even like we'll be watching a show and me feeling like he would say something that was homophobic. And I'm like, you know, just stuff that I never caught before because it was such a sexual connection. Like it was love. But even today we can more comfortably talk about it, how we were like, we just didn't really know each other. Jessica lives in the Los Angeles area, which makes not having a car incredibly difficult. But she knew she could make this work for her kid, even when she felt worn out from taking three different buses back and forth to work two hours each way. She didn't freak out when she grew too big to lift her elderly patients and had to leave her job. She didn't worry when her friends started to drop off, friends who would have turned up for any party, but suddenly couldn't make it when that party was a baby shower. Instead of leaning on her baby daddy, a constant source of drama for her at the time, she leaned on her mom. Jessica's mom had raised three kids on her own, and even though they had their disagreements, Jessica realized her mom wanted a fresh start with this grandbaby. I had a really close relationship with my grandma before she passed away, and they didn't have the best relationship all of the time, you know? So I think that she really wanted to make sure that she had and has, like, kind of like the same relationship that me and my grandma had. So it was her mom who filled the role of baby daddy, let Jessica move in, came along to most of the doctor's appointments, and assembled the baby stroller. But living with her mom wasn't always easy. 
And God, like, I remember, like, having really selfish thoughts when I was pregnant. Like, when this baby comes, like, she's not just about to take my baby and do whatever she wants to do with my baby. Like, I'm going to do this with my kid. I'm going to do that. And there were still some gaps. Like, my mom didn't understand why I wanted to, like, wrap her to my chest. Like, baby wrap. She's like, I never baby wrapped you. Da, 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 da. But let me tell you something. If my mom wouldn't have been there, I had a C-section when that baby was first born. Oh, my God. Every time her head peeked through my door, I was like, take this kid, you know? So I was, like, so ready to be like, this is my child. And from baby to even now, I'm like, you want to take her? (laughs) Do whatever you want. I know. I know. You're going to give her can't. Whatever you want to do. Bye. Jessica named her daughter Nyla. I've never loved anyone or anything more than her. Was that from the moment you met her? Literally, yeah. Not like the exact moment, because I was pretty drugged up. (laughs) I was pretty drugged up. Yeah, because that was—talk about some drugs I was doing back in the day before I was even thinking about getting pregnant. I was was cracking jokes. I was like, what was that? I need some of that to go. As Jessica recovered, she started to feel the full weight of this new responsibility, especially that first night she and Nyla were alone in the hospital together, with Nyla in the bassinet. She just started fussing, and then she stopped, and then I couldn't tell if she was, like, breathing anymore. And I just remember, like, freaking out, trying to, like, get to her and almost, like, busting myself up because I was still—like, I literally still just got her out of that thing on my own and then buzzed once I realized. And they were like, oh, my God, what are you doing? We would have brought her to you. But, yeah, it was scary. Jessica stayed home at her mom's those first three months, not working, just hanging out in her fuzzy pink robe and talking to Nyla reading to her, telling her about friend drama, about her favorite TV shows. They skipped the baby talk. No, 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 I talk to her like she's a grown woman so that she knows how to articulate herself. And she talked about the situation with Nyla's dad and how other people saw her as a single mom. I just feel like as a Black woman specifically, I feel like the word baby mama is something that's directed towards me. Whenever it's used, it's in like a very negative context. To the point that I remember being pregnant and someone saying, oh, like you're, what's his name's baby mama? And I was furious. I was fear. I was so mad. Jessica didn't ever want Nyla to feel that stigma. She wanted her to be proud and happy that Jessica was raising her independently. And for Nyla to grow up without that shame... Jessica had to let hers go. She had to reclaim baby mama. I call my baby daddy, baby daddy. And if he calls me baby mama, I'm not upset by it. Like, I feel like I would have been before. I think it's all about the tone. I want to change the tone. I don't want people to be able to use that word as a weapon against me anymore. And they can't if I'm the one that's labeling myself with it and having fun. In a bit, Jessica and Nyla have so much fun, they break the internet. Stay with us. Can you say advertisements? Advertisements. (laughs) Advertisements. (laughs) Welcome back. So for Jessica, the first years of her daughter's life were spent looking for stability. As it got harder to live with her mom, they moved out. Grandma still helped with childcare, and to this day, she FaceTimes with Nyla every day. But Jessica decided to start living with friends and other relatives. She spent months sleeping on air mattresses and different living rooms. Still without a car, Jessica got creative. I had a bike at one point that I put a 
trolley thing on that I would put her in the back of and ride the bike to drop her off at daycare. Like, just stuff like that where I was like, you become so innovative as a mom. You just, like, figure it out. Eventually, she saved up for a car, which was handy when they were between places and briefly homeless. Finally, Jessica found a landlord with a studio apartment for rent who would ignore her credit and let them move in. And once she had a space they could afford, she decided it was her chance to go back to school. And so I was just side hustling. I was like Postmates, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. I was like doing everything I could in between. And mind you, like the rent is reasonable. So I was just making it. Around that time, she was listening to this Cardi B song, Bodak Yellow. In the song, Cardi's talking about having money now, not needing to be a stripper anymore. She says, I don't dance now. I make money move. Which always makes me picture a dollar bill grinding on a stripper pole. But Jessica heard that line and thought, I don't dance now. I've got mommy boobs. She wrote it down. And then inside her car, in a dark Northridge Mall parking garage with her excited happy toddler on her lap, she set her phone on the dash and recorded a parody rap. Say, little girl, you can raise yourself if you wanted to. I'm your mommy, yeah, I birthed you. That means I make all the rules. Hit the store, buy a toy. No, not both. You gotta choose. And I'm quick. Cut your daddy off, so don't get comfortable. Look. Man, I'm trying to dance, but I got mommy boobs. Low-key, I'm trying to dance, but I got mommy boobs. And she posted it to Instagram. Jessica wasn't thinking about how to monetize it. Looking back, she wishes she'd posted it to a YouTube channel of her own or watermarked it. She wishes she had mommy boobs t-shirts for sale. People were going crazy over that line. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but her cleavage looks so good. Yo, my boobs are why I go viral. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's the best part of my videos. After her video was posted, the podcaster and YouTuber Kid Fury shared a link on his Instagram. Complex Magazine found it and posted it on their Facebook page. Jessica had just made this for her friends, but now she suddenly had followers. She had to figure out if she wanted to turn this into something bigger. But within two months, someone online had, I'm not going to say stolen Jessica's idea, but let's say posted something similar. A white mom with three little kids set a cell phone on her dash and recorded her version with a few similar lines. To you. Hit the store. You can't get them both. No, you gotta choose. And I'm quick. Cut them rewards off. So and a way less funny chorus. I don't dance now. I make mommy moves. That video had over 2 million views. Jessica knew that if she could get those numbers using her gift for rapping, it could turn into another income stream for her and Nyla. She actually already had a blog where she was writing about her life as a single mom. It wasn't something she ever expected anyone to ever read. But now that she had this following, she started to write more. Her website is called She Really Had a Baby. It's everyone. It's anybody that's ever felt out of place as a mom or thought that they wouldn't fit into that role, being like, wow, like, she really, you can you can take it two ways. Like, she really had a baby, like, she really did it. Or, like, the side I like, oh, she really had a baby, like, another person saying it. But I like it. It's, it's been working. She started making raps, increasingly complicated ones, and posting them almost weekly. At first, they were mostly in her car with that great car lighting, a perfect little recording booth with Nyla on her lap. 
At the time, she was balancing school and gig economy jobs, doing blog posts about things like what it's like to deliver Postmates with their toddler, how car seats and scary front porch cats make this work way slower and less lucrative. And then one day, she was listening to the Sierra song, Level Up. Five, four, three, two, one. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. And in Level Up, Jessica heard herself asking her daughter to keep their studio apartment clean. Five, four, three, two, one, wipe it. Pick it up, clean it up, 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 pick it up. I'm not your maid, I'm your mommy. I'm not your maid, I'm your mommy. I know you think you run me. My whole life you took from me. Pick it up. I think of a punchline before I think of a whole song. And once I have a punchline that I've switched out of that song or switched into that song, it's just like a done deal from there. My whole life you took from me. You're growing big and strong. I know that I'm your mom. Your boo-boos, your poo-poos. I kiss and wipe them all. But look at this destruction. For the music video, Jessica's in a white silk kimono, spinning her swiffer like a sword with her hair up in a wrap. To film it, Jessica asked her friends to bring their kids over for a sleepover, let them trash her apartment with Barbies and pretzels. And if you watch three-year-old Nyla in her navy polka dot pajamas, you can tell she's very concerned. When the kids start throwing stuff, you'll sometimes like see Nyla look like, look at me like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, look at her face right there. Yeah. She, she's like, what's going on right now? Are you going to get in trouble? Yeah. She thought she was going to get in trouble. Like, you're not going to get in trouble. Have fun. The other thing you notice in the background is the size of her studio apartment. It's something Jessica talks openly about in her blog. She even posted a time-lapse video of their morning routine as mother-daughter. No audio, just sped up so you can watch all of her innovative mom moves at once. Like Nyla's toddler flip sofa. At night, it rolls out into a bed. And in the morning, Nyla pulls off the covers and makes it into her own little sofa, where she can sit and eat her breakfast. You watch Jessica make herself a smoothie. The blog post explains she can't do things like boil eggs because the smell would permeate their apartment. You see all the shelving she's installed, from which she pulls gummy multivitamins out for her, one for Nyla. They do a little toast, and they eat them. Rap music is so often about something glamorous and powerful. Here's my fancy car. Here's my giant house. But for Jessica, she's saying, here's my Honda. Here's my studio apartment. Instead of shooting her videos poolside with models, she's shooting them at Target. In my purse, it's like 80 snacks I carry. Baby girl is growing up, it's kind of scary. If you want another baby, don't come near me. Her fans are leaving comments like, remember us when you're famous, and you should win a Grammy for best motherhood. With these parody raps, Jessica could always go silly and make diaper jokes, but there's a nuance about motherhood in her writing. Take my favorite line. Higher brackets. Only had my phone for like a week and then she cracked it. Wait, she looked at me right after I think that she planned it. Did you get that? When her daughter destroys her phone, something so precious and so valuable, Jessica gets so mad, she wonders if her daughter did it on purpose. That's a whole Greek tragedy in five seconds. And it hits on all these real complicated feelings that come along with motherhood. The hardest part about making these videos for Jessica is showing the world her body. And unfortunately, she's still reading the comments. A lot of people were like, 
oh, you're clearly a single mom because you're fat, da 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 this, that, and the third. We know why she really doesn't have heels on because she's going to snap the heels. But then I had other people being like, I'll literally be her stepdad. You're so fine. So to try to be a good role model for her daughter, Jessica decided to make a video that shows off her body. She put on a silky black robe over lingerie. With this bustier kind of deal with like straps around my triple Ds. <laughs> and I'm sitting on a chair with really big hoop earrings. That's my thing too is the big hoops. And my child running around me while I'm talking about how my baby daddy didn't pay my bills. So that's why I left him. <laughs> that's what's happening in this video. <laughs> My baby daddy chill, but I'ma keep it real. We didn't work out cause he don't pay bills. Baby on my hip so I don't wear heels. Ziploc bags and they got good seals. Cold little fridge, I keep snacks chilled. Four years old and she don't stay still. Kiss her in the mouth and you might get killed. Eating in the car and I know she gon' spill. Woo! My life is a mess. Why did I have kids? Boarding school is next. I like morning sex, but I can't get no D. With her all in my bed. Mommy. All I ever really hear is. Mommy. I think a lot of people went crazy over that one when I said, like, I can't get no D with her all in my bed. Because, like, oh, my God, moms have sex. Jessica's like, yeah. That's how she got here, just because it's not with her dad anymore. Like, people are not like, oh, like, you had a baby. I don't want your vagina. That's not how it works anymore. The original line is, I like morning sex. And, like, you could have changed it into Anything. 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 She plays with the T-Rex. Anything. You know what I mean? But I was like, no, I do like morning sex. Um, But it's hard to do that, for one, because we're in a studio. And for two, because she's in my bed. At this point in the video, Jessica starts making it rain using baby wipes. Baby wipes for the poop. Don't pull on my hoops. Baby wipes for the poop. Let go of my hoops. Nyla jumps on the bed next to her like a tiny hype man. Nyla is four years old now, and Jessica can't wait for her to grow up and see what her mom was up to when she was little. I think she's going to love it. I think she's going to think it's hysterical, and it's going to be the greatest Throwback Thursday post for her when she has her own Instagram. And she's like, this is when me and my mom went viral when she was talking about how she couldn't stand me without wine, and it's going to be great. (laughs) It's impossible to track this properly. And the numbers are still growing. But the remix video for Mommy has been viewed over 80 million times on different platforms. That came with help from a lot of influential celebrities. Viola Davis shared it on Instagram. Tiffany Haddish tweeted a link. Beyonce's mom, Miss Tina, she shared it on Instagram. And you know who follows Miss Tina? Beyonce. In a bit. We'll hear how Jessica's mom raps fit into a larger story about what it means to be a single mom today. Don't go away. (laughs) So, I think about single motherhood a lot. I like the idea of making all the choices, of a kid never seeing me fight with her other parent, of divorcing my dating life from my future mom life. And I'm the kind of dork who signed up for all the online forums. I follow the Instagram tags for the Single Mother by Choice movement. I even bought all the books I could find, including this one from 2008. It's called Choosing Single Motherhood, The Thinking Woman's Guide. Every time I picked it up, I was like, 
What do you mean by thinking? Are there women who become single moms without thinking? I showed it to Jessica. <laughs> and you you want to know what my problem with this is? Is I left my baby daddy just because, like, it was an actual penis that fertilized my egg doesn't mean that I don't choose to be a single mom. I wasn't not thinking anything through. Like, I still had a choice. Feels like there's this rift. It's the difference between who you would call a single mom and who you would call a baby mama. That's what it is. Jessica is still working towards her college degree, and she has a new job now working in sales. But some things are still the same. I call myself a baby mama. I really do. And it's funny because I work a really corporate job, so I have to catch myself a lot. Because I, like, walk in, you know what I mean? I'm pretty cool. I'm like, what's up, bitch? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I can't, like, talk like this at my corporate job. These days, Jessica is recognized all over. Strangers will say, where do I know you from? Or, oh, my God, you're the mom rapper. Which doesn't mean she has a record deal or she's about to rap at the VMAs. But it's enough to inspire her to write a kid's book, to keep blogging about her life as a mom, and to sell some mugs that say baby tears. And it also doesn't hurt that, like, my baby daddy wants to be a rapper. (laughs) And I'm doing pretty good at it. (laughs) So a little stuff like that, I'm always just like, "Mm mm-hmm. When my other video, Mommy, went viral, ooh, I knew he was upset. He dropped a Nyla off. He was just like, I saw your little video. Congratulations. (laughs) Little video? I was like, little video? Yeah, exactly. He's just jealous because she's got a new thing in her life. YouTube and the internet has kind of become, like, My baby daddy. Like, another person in the household. It hasn't come easy. But YouTube and the internet is how she's found community and support. Her digital baby daddy is watching her kid grow up with her. And digital baby daddy is helping provide a second income stream. Jessica says it covers about half her rent these days. But there are some things that only a baby mama gets to know about her daughter. Oh my gosh. Nyla is goofy. Nyla's goofy. It's hard to get her to capture her goofiness because the best moments I have with her a lot of times aren't just, you know, I don't have like a 3D camera constantly recording in my house. But Nyla likes to joke a lot, so, but she's very repetitive. She's like an old soul that tells the same joke over and over again. Every single night, Nyla goes to brush her teeth, she gets her stool out, and She struggles with the cap on the toothpaste. She can do everything on her own, but what she'll do is she'll walk out into the the living room and she'll hand me the toothpaste like she wants me to open it and she'll have her fist behind her back. And I'll be like, what's behind your back? And she'll just be like cracking up. And so I'll open the toothpaste and then boom, she pulls it out. She's like, it's not my toothbrush, it's yours. She, like, falls out on the floor every single time. And I'm like, dude, like, I knew it was my toothbrush because you've been doing this joke since we moved in. Like, this is not funny anymore. But it still makes me laugh every single time. Jessica is on YouTube as she really had a baby. She's on Instagram as this is Jessica Rose. And on the day we spoke, she just ordered some hoop earrings that say baby mama. This episode was produced by me, Andre Salenzi, with Jackie Sajiko and Elizabeth Nakano. Our editor is Abigail Keel. Our show's creator and executive producer is Hilary Frank. 
Our engineer is Pete Karam, with help from Brendan Burns. Our music is performed by hotmoms.gov. We get editorial support from Peter Clowney, Antonia Akatunde, Anne-Marie Baldonado, Rekha Murthy, and Julia Wang. Next time on The Longest Shortest Time, writer and director Kulap Falesak tells us about a family secret and her choice to make a whole-ass documentary about it. Yeah, I don't think anyone once said it should be a documentary. <laughs> and maybe they were right. What do you mean maybe they were right? Well, it's very intense. Did you see the movie? <laughs> it's, the documentary is quite intense. Do not miss this episode. Subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time on Stitcher or wherever you're listening right now. And as always, here at The Longest Shortest Time, we want to hear your stories. Surprise us. Go to longestshortesttime.com, hit the participate tab, and submit your story. Stitcher. I say it. Okay. Da, da.